So we have a rather obvious theme in today's liturgy. You could say our relationship with money. But it goes deeper than that. However, I think it's worth reflecting on our relationship with money for at least a minute or two. I was just reminded as I was praying here this morning of a story about my dad and how when I was probably seven or eight years old, he was offered a promotion. Now we were living in Milwaukee, so you'll have to forgive me for being a cheesehead. And our families, you know, our extended families all lived in Milwaukee for the most part. My grandparents all right there in Milwaukee. And this promotion would have meant that we had to move to Chicago. Ooh, gosh. And to my dad's credit, he asked, of course, my mom what she thought, and he even asked us. And in the end, he turned down the promotion. And I think he was rather blacklisted for that within his company. And eventually he left with another friend of his and they started their own company uh, in the trucking business, transportation field. But I guess I share that because it always left a deep impression on me that my dad chose the family over his own career. And not that there's anything wrong with taking a promotion. Please don't take this the wrong way, right? We were already comfortable. We had our family and friends there. So that's the point. That dad saw that as more important than going after his own career and more money and so on. Because it would have meant more travel as well. He would have been away from the family more. So in weighing all of that, He chose not to take the promotion. And for a man, that's for anybody, but especially for a family man, that took a lot of faith, I think. It certainly meant that he was going to have to make certain sacrifices, but he was willing to do that. And in the gospel today, Jesus is certainly inviting us to reflect on our own relationship with money and how we make money or how we don't make money, how we care for one another, how we care for the poor. So all of this is worth praying about. And I think there's a temptation there to define ourselves by how much money we make or to define ourselves by our job, our career. And, and the Lord, I think, is really inviting all of us to pause and to reflect on what really defines us. And here we are in God's house. And I had the nine o'clock mass this morning too. And I was reflecting with them that we come here for many reasons, but one of those reasons is to be reminded of who we are, that we're all God's children. And God has invited us here, and thank God you have responded to God's invitation to come to his house this morning, to be in his presence, because he really doesn't need us to be here. We need to be here. We need to be reminded of who we are. We need to be reminded of who our good heavenly father is. 
And so that identity is something that we all need to be reminded of, that we're God's sons and daughters. And that his unconditional love is what ultimately defines us. His unconditional love, his everlasting love. That came out to some degree in the second reading, Paul's first letter to Timothy. And Paul expressed there very beautifully God's desire to save everybody, that we would all come to the knowledge of him, and not just intellectual knowledge. Whenever you see that word knowledge or to know in Paul's letters, you can be sure he's talking about experiential knowledge, the kind of knowledge that he had that he experienced for himself when he was on his way to Damascus. If you remember that, his whole conversion, which was pretty radical, well, that conversion happened because he had a profound experience of the risen Lord Jesus. Jesus appeared to him and spoke to him and touched his heart with the power of the Holy Spirit So Paul realized that he had been going about this whole (laughs) persecution of Christians in the wrong way, that he was on the wrong path. And so it says when he received prayer a little bit later on from Ananias that something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. He saw the light, you could say, literally. And very profoundly. So that's something maybe you need to pray about. I think we should all pray about our relationship with money. Because there is a tendency to grasp for it. And to find security in what we make and in what we do. Certainly we need money to survive, obviously. And there's nothing wrong with having a lot of it, especially if we use it for a lot of good. God certainly blesses people with the gift of making money. And I've met a lot of very generous people in my, in my priesthood. And it's always very edifying to see how detached, in a sense, certain people are from, from what they have. As one very wealthy person told me, you know, Father, the more things you have, the more those things tend to own you. And we can all get consumed by consumerism. So there is a real caution that we should have. But we shouldn't think that it's not okay to have money either. But we should really pray about that relationship with money. And we should really focus more on our relationship with God. Praise God you're all here. And so obviously your relationship with God means something to you, or you wouldn't be here. But God wants it to be something that permeates your entire life. He wants his life and his love for you to permeate your life, your job, your family, your money, your education, your recreation, 
everything. He wants to give meaning and value and purpose to all the things that you have to do. Because he knows we have to do a lot of rather mundane things. But when we do them with faith and with love, they're not so mundane anymore. But his light and his love then permeates all of our lives and gives great meaning and value and purpose to them. I shared a quote from John Paul II during that first Mass. I want to share it with you because it really does, I think, inspire in such a beautiful way. And that is that Jesus Christ is the answer to the question that is every human life. So we all necessarily wonder, naturally, we wonder, why am I here? Where do I come from? Where am I going? Even when we're little, we ask ourselves those questions. We're all natural philosophers in that sense. And so Jesus comes to give us the answer. He is the answer. As he says of himself, I am the way and the truth and the life. And I came that you may have life and have it abundantly to the full. Maybe not just in a material way, because, let's face it, we may not have an abundant material life. But it's something more profound than that. It's an abundant life of grace, of relationship with God. His power, his presence permeating our entire life, our entire existence. That's what he wants for each and every one of you. And that's why, one of the reasons why, he gave us the sacraments, especially the Blessed Sacrament. So in just a few minutes, heaven is literally going to come down to earth and into your heart. Sometimes we think about getting to heaven as if we have to, you know, get God to want us. He wants to come to you more than you want to go to him. And that's why he chose to stay with us and to prolong his presence all throughout time in the Blessed Sacrament. So what a gift, what a treasure we have in Jesus, which the Father and the Holy Spirit give to us freely and lovingly. So let's pray that today we can receive that gift with even greater faith, greater devotion, greater appreciation. And let's ask the Lord to help us truly treasure our relationship with him. And let's ask him to help us grow in that relationship through prayer, through the sacraments, through his word, so that more and more his life can grow in us and can overflow and spread his peace and his love in our daily lives and throughout the world. Amen.